Hello everybody, how are you guys doing today? It's Clem from Clem on the Beat and welcome to the Common Sense Heart Podcast Show. I am so glad that you're joining me today and thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all of you uh, that are out there supporting this podcast already. May the Lord bless you. So without wasting any more time, we are going to get into it. I'm going to continue talking about a topic that we touched on on the previous episode. If you missed that episode, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, it's the Let's Talk About Your Heart episode. And for today, again, we are going to be talking about your heart, but we are going to be talking about how to take care of it. And obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not talking about our physical hearts. I'm talking about our mind, our emotions, our will, and our conscience. That's the things that we refer to from a biblical point of view when we talk about the heart. So I encourage you again, check out that last episode. You will have more details. Uh, it's basic details, but it's good foundation to have a basic understanding about you, who you are, and what is your heart. But again, for this episode today, we're going to be talking about how to take care of your heart. I'm going to give you three things that will help your heart, your mind, your emotions, your will, your conscience. The first thing is treasure. What do I mean by treasure? Think about treasure. What is treasure? Basically, treasure is the most valuable thing or things in your eyes. That's a very simple definition of treasure. What does treasure have to do with the heart? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is what Jesus says in Luke 12, 34. Basically, where your treasure is, that's where your mind will be. That's where your emotions will be. That's where your decisions, your will, will be directed to or in favor of. Treasure is something of high value. And Jesus is saying that where your treasure is, your heart will be also. So what this means is we have to be careful in what you consider treasures in your life because that thing will own your heart and everything you will do will be in its favor because what is treasures will have the highest priority. Imagine right now, the thing that you consider to be, to have the highest value, you think about those things or that thing or that uh, person because it can be a person you think about that or them every single day, if not maybe every single time, all right? Something that has a high value will be in your mind all the time, in your heart. You will be, it will have a very high priority. But like anything else in life, we need to have our priorities straight. Because if you got them wrong, it can get messy very quick. I think we, we already have this basic understanding about priorities that if you have the wrong priorities, something's going to screw up. I'm going to set up a very basic example real quick. So let's say there's this room, a big room, and there is a table in that room. And this table, on this table, there is a bag that has $1 billion on it, on that table. A bag full of cash. It's all cash, all clean money, nothing uh, dirty, legal money, everything. And there is a $1 billion in a bag sitting on a table in this big room. And we are outside of this room, okay? And I tell you that if you open the door, there's only one door to this room. If you open the door and walk in 
to that table and it's going to take you 15 minutes from the door to the table and walk out another 15 minutes, which will be a 30-minute walk in and out in total. If you do that, that money is yours. The only thing that I want you to be aware of, though, is that in that room, there is zero oxygen. Not even a little bit. There is zero oxygen. All right? You walk 15 minutes to the table. You pick up the bag full of money, $1 billion. You walk out 15 minutes. If you do that, that money is yours. The only thing is that in that room, during your 30 minutes walking back and forth, there will be zero oxygen. And you, you are not allowed to bring anything. You just walk in as you are. Are you going to do it? Sincerely, honestly, are you going to do it? Are you going to take that risk? If in your heart, money is treasure, I'm telling you, you will seriously consider taking that risk. And if you have $1 billion on a table, sitting there just waiting for you, and you have to hold your breath for 30 minutes, <laughs> trust me, if in your heart, money is treasurous, it has the highest value, you will find yourself opening that door, knowing that you have very little chance of coming out alive. And even if you come out alive, you will have severe brain damage because of lack of oxygen. And you won't even come out because you might pass out by the time that you're trying to come out. Maybe some people will do it. I don't know. But the point of this example is just to try to show you that if you have your priorities wrong, you're going to make the wrong decision. Treasure can be money, like I said. Wealth, people, there are people who see money like their God, okay? They're like, if it's about money, they're ready, they're ready to do anything. There are people who see objects to have the highest value. Treasures, diamonds, gold, um, cell phones, computers. You know, there are people who can see these objects as treasures. And in some areas, food and water has high value, right? Obviously, for all of us, we need food and water. There are some people that we consider to be high value. There are people that we consider to be a treasure that we cannot afford to lose, all right? Please understand that if money is a treasure for you, you will do anything you possibly can to satisfy your need. If an object like diamonds, gold, or treasures to you, you will do anything for it. If women are treasures to you, you will do anything to get them. If a man is a treasure to you or men, you will do anything to go get it, to go get him. Think about what you consider to have the highest value in all areas of your life, all right? Ask yourself the question if it deserves to be there for your own good. Why are we talking about treasure? It's because... There are people on earth who have the wrong treasure in their heart and that's destroying their lives. It's destroying the people around them. There are men, fathers, who abandon their, their wives and their children. They abandon their families to go live with another woman. There are those who destroy, literally destroy their family for beer, drugs and alcohol just they just they just 
destroy the family. Alcohol is destroying families. Drugs are destroying families. There are those who will kill children so that they can make billions of dollars. Oh, yes. Yes. See, in my country, there is this, uh, in the country where I came from, I came from Congo in Central Africa, and there is this, there is this mineral it's like diamond or gold, but it's not exactly a gold or a diamond, but it's a natural resource mineral that's called a coltan. And this material is very important for all technology that exists today. So basically, just understand that without this material, there will be no computer like we know it today. There will be no airplanes, no radio. There'll be no podcasts because this material is very important in making electronics and computers. And over 90% of the world's coltan is found in the Congo, one country. But you know who goes in the ground? I don't know, maybe many feet below the ground to dig up these minerals? Children under 10 years old, they don't even make $100 a year. They are the one who go down there to dig up this min mineral so that you and I can have an iPhone. And these kids are treated in the poorest condition ever. And there are people who make billions of dollars because of iPhones, computers, airplanes, radio, all of this. And you and I will have an iPhone. But the reality is there are some kids who are literally dying because sometimes when they, they go underground, the ground crashes on them and they are buried alive. But you'd never hear about this on the news or in, on the internet. You know why we don't hear about it? Because there are some people in their hearts, they want the money so bad that they are willing to close their eyes in the realities on how they are getting the money. Money has their heart and they don't even consider the lives of the children digging up literally the treasure and risking their lives. There are those who are willing to kill for power, obviously with dictators, even non-dictators, there are some people, not everyone, but there are people in power, in politics, in everywhere, drug dealers. Their treasure is so much in power, they are willing to kill if thousands, even millions of people, if necessary, to remain in power. Because power is treasure in their hearts and to their eyes. So they are willing to kill people. So I don't know if these few examples that I gave so far, can you realize a little bit how having the wrong treasure in your heart, you can see how it's already destroying families today. Drugs, alcohol, gangs. There are some people who are in the gangs because they see it's valuable. There are people who are drug dealers, like selling drugs so that they can make money and they don't care the effects that the drugs is having in the community, in people's lives. It's killing people. Some people are overdosing. They don't care. Money is treasure. This is why first thing you can do to take care of your heart. You have to scan your heart, make sure that the thing that has the priority is supposed to have the priority. And if it doesn't have the priority, how do you change it? I'm going to give you one tip on how you can change it. You have to be radical. If you are an alcoholic and you consider that treasurous and you want to stop, you literally have to go like, you got to force yourself to hate beer. You can't even smell it, okay? You got to do everything to stay away from it. You got to consider it as 
if it's something very evil. And there are some of these things that we consider to have a uh, high value that are just evil, yes. And you have to treat it as such. But even if it's not something that's evil, you kind of have to consider it as evil for some time, the time that you get detached from it. I don't know if that's making sense so far. Let's say, for example, if I have a sugar issue, all right? I'm addicted to sugar. You know, sugar is not necessarily a bad thing. But since it's becoming bad to me because I'm seeing it as something treacherous, like I have to eat it every single second or else I'm going to die. <laughs> if I have to be detached from that, I literally have to hate everything that has sugar in it. So I'm not going to drink anything that has sugar. I'm not going to eat anything that has sugar. I'm going to become a vegan for some time. The time that it will take for my body to clear out. If I have to go back into eating sugar because it's it's not something evil, it's something that our body needs, but at a very good amount, of course. If I have to go back in eating sugar, I have to eat it properly. I will be very, very careful on how I treat myself. But if it's something like drugs, for example, I'm considering that evil for the rest of my life because it's evil. It's something that it doesn't bring any good to you ever. It brings everything it brings is negative. So you literally have to become radical. Anything that is drug-related, no. That's how radical you have to be. And this is in anything. If money is treasures to your life, to the point that you are letting kids die, just ignoring that fact so that you can make billions of dollars, you know one best thing to do if you want to remove that? Give all of that money away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, this is not an easy thing to do. But that's how you get, that's how you can clean your heart because you have to understand what is more treacherous. Is it the state of your heart or how much money you have in your bank account? My treasure is God. Everything that I do, how I spend my money, how I get a job, how I talk to people, how I treat people, every single thing I do, I think about God when I do those things. I'm not going to want to make billions of dollars if I know kids are dying because of it. I'm not going to want to touch that money because I, I know if I'm going to use that money, I have to make sure, first of all, that there is no kids going underground digging up the money. I'm doing everything in favor of my treasure because like Jesus said, where you, your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So that is the first tip here. How do you take care of your heart? Second thing that you can do to take care of your heart is protection. Why can't we all go or why can't we all just walk to the White House and just go see the president of the United States? Why can't you and I just right now get in the car, airplanes, whatever, drive to the White House, walk into the Oval Office and see the president without anybody asking us any question? You know why that's not possible? It's because there are a lot of evil people who will take the chance and with no hesitation to kill the president if that was the case. That's why it's highly restricted to get to the White House. That's why it's very difficult to have access to the White House because there is a high value person in there, a high value target for those who want to hurt him. That's why it's highly restricted to walk into sensitive, sensitive places that have high-value information. That's why these places of high values are restricted 
are protected. Because if the wrong thing or the wrong person have access to the place, to the information, to the president, something catastrophic is going to happen. That's why we have all of these restrictions. You can't just walk into the White House like that. You have to be vetted for weeks, maybe by the Secret Service. All of this is protection to make sure that nothing wrong happens to the president. He has to be protected. Why? Because there is a lot of evil out here that can hurt the president. These reasons for protection are exactly the same reasons why you should protect your heart. Like we talked about in the previous episode, information is extremely important to everyone's heart because without it, we can't live. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issue of life. Proverbs 4.23. This verse means that you have to protect your heart. Keep your heart with diligence. Basically what that means, protect your heart because out of your heart comes the sources of life. So there are valuable, high values, valuable things that comes out of your heart that gives life to many things that you do. That's why you have to protect it because your heart, if your heart is corrupted, the valuable thing that is in your heart will lose its value. He won't be trusted anymore. If you let the wrong information to your heart, it can literally influence your heart and your heart can become corrupted. This is why you have to protect your heart. And there are two places that you have to watch out for to protect your heart, your ear and your eyes. What you hear and what you see, those are two ways that information enters your heart. What you hear, for example, speech, preachings. You can't listen to all speeches because there are some speeches that are not supposed to penetrate your heart. I think, we, I think most people know uh, Kool-Aid. I think we all know what is it, Kool-Aid, right? This drink that people drink now today, like they call it Kool-Aid. I never drank it before. But do you know the story behind that name? I did watch, I like watching documentaries. So I watched this documentary about this story about Kool-Aid and how that name happened. To give a brief, very brief summary of the story, there was this guy, I think his name was Jim Jones, in some town, uh, in Jonestown, I think. This guy was, quote-unquote, a preacher, and he convinced over 900 people to drink this drink, poisonous drink, and kill themselves. And that drink, I think they called it Kool-Aid, and that's how we got the name Kool-Aid. This guy spoke to 900 people, convinced their heart that they should commit suicide. There's a reason why he did that. I don't really remember exactly the details, but... He spoke to these people and women with their kids, with their babies, were so convinced that they took poison, knowing that it was poison, that it was going to kill them, and they gave it to their babies and took it themselves. And 900 people died. This is a real story. You can look it up. How did this happen? It's because this guy gave a speech slash preaching slash talking to the ears of these people. These people's hearts, their minds, were convinced to commit suicide because somebody spoke. Somebody gave a speech, convinced their heart, and they committed suicide. Why am I giving this example? It's just to show you that you're not supposed to listen to everything. I know that example is a bit extreme, but I'm just trying to prove a point that even today, even if somebody is not asking you to commit suicide, 
There are things that people are saying today that if you don't pay attention, if you don't guard your heart, it's going to lead you to do some crazy thing to yourself because you are listening to the wrong speech. You are letting the wrong people into your heart. You are not restrictive of your heart. So you have to be very careful in what you are hearing because that information is going to your heart. It's going to your mind, to your subconscious. And even if you think you didn't take it seriously, your, your subconscious remembers it. And you might be acting in favor of that information without even realizing it. <laughs> Speech is not the only thing that you're supposed to guard your heart from. Music, the type of music that you listen to. You know, I've, <laughs> this is out there. You can verify this. There are music artists that you and I know they themselves, okay, nobody else, themselves in front of a camera, it's on YouTube, they are saying that they get the music from a demon and you listen to their music and you love their music. Do you seriously, seriously think that the spirits that are behind that music are not going to influence your heart or your life? <laughs> These artists, because there are multiple of them, clearly admits themselves, nobody, it's not, make, it's not made up. They themselves admit that they have spirits, demons that inspire them songs that are one of the most popular songs that exist today. I'm not making this up, okay? It's out there on YouTube, out there on the internet. Look it up, you'll find it. And you listen to the music every day. Do you seriously think that those demons will just leave you alone? Even if you don't believe in demons, remember, they don't care about what you believe. If they have an open door to influence your heart, they will take it, whether or not you believe in them. <laughs> and even if we don't just talk about demons, we all know that if you listen to thug music, you're going to be thinking like a thug. You're going to be <laughs> doing things like a thug, basically. It's going to influence you. If you're listening to love music, you're going to start to feel like you have to love people, all of that. If you're listening to some music that's sad, it's going to make you sad. All of these things, it's literally impacting your heart. Remember, what is your heart? Mind, will, emotions, conscience. If a music is touching your emotions, you feel something, what do you think is happening? It has a direct impact to your heart because your emotions are part of your heart. So you're not supposed to listen to everything out there. Again, you have to be restrictive, protective of your heart because there are music that can negatively influence your heart and put the wrong information in your heart because music is also a way to put information in your heart. So if you listen to the wrong thing, maybe let's give this example. If you talk with a lot of cast words and everything, there is a very good chance that all the music that you listen to are like that. <laughs> and if you want to change the way you talk, you have to cut off that music. Because it's influencing your speech. There are some people who can control that, but for most people, whatever you listen to will have an impact on how you behave. Yes, it will. Especially music, it has that. And in protecting your heart from a what you hear perspective, it's the people that you talk to, the conversations that you have. You know, conversation, of course, you're talking, but you're also listening to the other person. What kind of conversation are you having? with people? Are you gossiping about people? Are you spreading false information about a person? Because what I've noticed today, everywhere, basically, there are some people who are willing to confirm things that they have zero proof of about someone. 
Okay? I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about people in general, day-to-day life. There are people who can gossip about something and they have no proof. And rumors basically are spread about someone's and individual's life. That is false. This is why like when somebody, you know, when you hear a story about somebody, oh, this person is like that, did that. If you haven't seen it for yourself, the wise thing to do is not to pay attention until you can confirm yourself. If it's a person that's impacting your life, you might want to check that, check that out to be sure whether or not whatever that's been claimed that he has done or did not do or whatever, it's actually what happened. And it's not just rumors or people saying what they think. Because if you are having wrong information about somebody in your heart, you might have a distrust to that person when that person is innocent. But in your heart, you might consider that person evil because of a story that you heard. Let's talk about from how you can protect your heart from what you see. Because what you see and what you hear are two places, these are two highways that information enters your heart. So what you hear, we just talked about, what do you see? You have to protect your heart from what you see. And what you see, what you read, the books that you read. You're not supposed to read all books. There are, there are some books that if you read them, it's going to destroy you. There is a lot of good books, okay? Of course. And reading is a very good thing. Everybody should read, totally. But again, you have to be aware of the evil that exists out here. So even in books, we are not supposed to read every single book because they are evil books with evil information that if entered in your heart through your eyes can destroy you. The things that you watch, you're not supposed to watch everything on TV. And especially in watching, this is where pornography is literally killing people here. There's a uh, statistic that shows that one of the world's most watched sports is soccer. But pornography is is more watched than soccer. Men love soccer, all right? Like worldwide. Soccer is one of the popular sports. But men are watching more pornography than soccer. And I want you just please use your common sense. What are the benefits of watching porns? I think we're going to have a pornography episode here. And I'm also going to give my testimony because I have a history with pornography and there are things that I've learned. So that's going to be coming up. (laughs) Yes. But just briefly, what is positive things that you can come up with by watching pornography? I know there are some quote unquote benefits that are listed out there about pornography, but are, are they really beneficial though? Like one of the benefits that I saw is that uh, watching pornography, especially in marriage with your wife, is going to help you guys in your marriage to have a great sexual experience. I was like, okay, so for me to be able to have a sexual experience with my wife, I have to watch another woman. So that can give me a desire to be with my wife. Bro. (laughs) Man, come on, man. Like, bro, really? And if if you're the wife next to me and you're allowing your husband to do this, like really, like really? So your husband is going to be watching another woman with you and it's just normal and it's going to help you have a great sexual life. Really? With us even speaking about all the spiritual realities that's involved behind pornography. I'm going to be talking about that when <laughs> when we talk. We have the, the episode that I'm, I'm going to talk about the pornography and give my testimony in relation to pornography. But again, obviously, if you watch pornography, what is that doing to your heart? Just think about it. There is nothing good that's coming out of that. 
daily, daily bro. List all the benefits that you want. All right. <laughs> you know what? I'm just not gonna talk about this topic today because I feel like there's a lot to say and it's it, it might lead us in the wrong place from today's topic. But the things that you watch impacts your heart. You're not supposed to watch all TV shows, especially today. The TV shows out there, bruh, I'm just done. You're not supposed to watch all movies. You're not supposed to watch every single thing. There are good things to watch, of course. But again, all of these are information that are in, going into your heart. Even movies that you call, you call quote-unquote, um, I, don't, I don't remember how you call this, non-real movies. I don't remember how you call it, but I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, fiction. There you go. <laughs> Even fiction movies, it's not real, but hey, there are still things that happen in there that are going, that are going to impact your life. Again, just, just if you can understand why the White House is highly restrictive, just use that same understanding about your heart. There is a lot of bad people looking to kill the president, just like there is a lot of evil looking to enter your heart. So you have to be restrictive, even in the movies that you watch. It's your heart. It's a very sensitive place. Like we said, like you, you, we read in Proverbs, your heart is the source of life. Your heart, from your heart, you can bring out good things for yourself and for the people around you. So it's very, very important that you protect it because there are evil that can influence it. Why so many people are having identity issues today? Why so many people are not successful today? I'm telling you, one of the biggest reasons is the information that are being put in their heart and they are allowing it by themselves with zero guards. This is a very simple thing to understand if you just think about it simply. It's deep. It's very deep. But again, it's a common sense principle and concept about life. Especially today, there is evil. We have to protect our hearts. That's why God is saying, protect your heart. And even the things that you see, it's not like only the things that you watch on your phone or whatever, but the thoughts, the things that you think or imagine. Because when you imagine something, those are pictures that you see in your head, right? It's imagination. You see things. What do you imagine about? Because there are some guys, because I used to be this guy too, who would just go on the bed and they are thinking about women. That's all they're doing. <laughs> yeah, there are people who are imagining killing others. They are having these thoughts. So even when you have evil thoughts, as long as you don't act on it, the problem, the problem of having an information in your heart become, becomes extremely serious if you are acting on it. And you cannot act on something or think about something that is not already in your heart. Again, like I said, without information, we can't do anything. So if you are having thoughts of murder, murder, it's because you already have some information about how to kill somebody in your heart. And because of that information, the devil can manipulate what's already in you to push you to the action. We live in a world of evil. There is a lot of evil everywhere. How do you think is the best way to protect your heart? You have to be restrictive. Just like the White House is restrictive because there is a lot of terrorists out here willing to kill the president. They will not hesitate. That's why it's extremely difficult to get into the White House to see the president. But are you protecting your heart like the president of the United States is protected? 
Think about this. This is a common sense thing. Very simple to understand. The third and last tip for today on how to take care of your heart is let Christ give you a new heart and let him drive it. Give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, everything that I talked about up until now, this third tip is what makes it very, very doable. If you don't have Jesus Christ, it's going to be very hard to do the first tip and the second tip. And there's a lot of other ways that you can help your heart, of course. And you can do something about your heart. Of course you can. You can apply them without Christ. Of course you can. But hey, it's not going to be as impactful because there's only Christ who can deal with your heart. No one else can. No one else No one else talks about giving your heart, giving you a new heart. Nobody. Have you ever heard anywhere in any speech, any religion, anything, in anything, who is willing to take care of your heart? What you think, what you feel, what you decide, your emotions, your will, your conscience, your mind. Who is willing to take care of your heart? Who has died for you? Who has done the unthinkable, without you even asking, and he gave you for free. This is the reason why we say Jesus is the only one. Why? He is the only one who deals with your biggest issues. Nobody else on earth deals with the biggest issues of your life. Only Jesus does. Only Jesus died for your heart. Only Jesus is asking for your heart. And he's the only one who's willing to give you a new heart. All of this for free. If you are a thug, and I know there are thugs out there who've experienced this. Christ takes the hood and thug life out of your heart and makes you a gentleman. Yo, I'm talking about there are hood guys who have given their life to Christ who became pastors. They know what I just said is extremely true and powerful because they lived it. They were in the hood, doing drugs, selling drugs, doing all the crazy things. Some of them even committed murders. But Christ dealt with their hearts. And today, they are gentlemen, gentlemen, fathers of families, helping the community. Christ changed their heart. Because there are those who left the hood, but the, the hood didn't leave their heart. You know, you can leave a physical place. You leave, you leave the hood. You go to another city. Somewhere it's peaceful. You get a job. But if in your heart, the hood is not is always there, you're still a thug. You're going to be thinking like a thug and you might end up going back in what you were doing. True story. When I was going to college, I went to college with this one guy. He was an African-American guy from the hood. We got the same opportunity to go to college for two years for free. Two years for free. We get associate degree for free. There There was help. There was a lot of help for him. But this guy ended up dropping out. And guess what he did? He went back to the hood. I'm talking about this guy had a free place to live, a free transportation. It wasn't the best, but it was something doable and free education for two years to get a degree. And this guy dropped all of this and he went back to the hood. You know why? He left the hood, came to college, but the hood in his heart didn't leave. And he went back. This is what I talk about. Where your treasure is, your hearts will be also. <laughs> His treasures were in the hood. He was making money in the hood. He was selling drugs in the hood. At college, he, was making, he wasn't making that much money. It was kind of boring for him. So guess what? My heart is the hood. That's what I know. I'm going to jump back. And he was going to school for free. Today, I have a bachelor's degree. 
I have my associate's and bachelor's degree. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he's still in the hood. Maybe he found Jesus too. I don't know. I really hope that what, that happened. But can you see what happened? And who can deal with something like that in your heart? What I want you to understand from this example is we for Christ, removing evil from your heart is extremely difficult, even impossible. Actually, it's impossible. All right. It is impossible because Christ is the only one who can change your heart. Nobody else can change your heart. You know, after you give him your heart, let him drive. Okay. Because again, you gave your life to Christ. You gave your heart to him. He gave you a new one. He's changing you. You know, and you can you can literally see it, but you don't give him your full heart. You gave him some of it, not all of it. You gave him your life, but not everything. You have to understand, if you don't give Christ 100% control of your heart, he can't help your heart 100%. And Christ wants to deal with all of your heart. Changing your heart means changing every single thing in it, not some of it. Giving you a new heart is a process, okay? When you come to Christ, there are things that will leave your heart instantly, like it's a miracle. Christ does that. But there are things that still remain that goes over time. Giving, getting a new heart is a process, okay? It's not something that will happen overnight. Boom, you are a perfect person. Like when I give my life to Christ, there are things that left my heart. Like pornography, for example, I just stopped watching it and I was very addicted. And I just stopped like, just like that. It just stopped till today. Never watch one ever. And I don't even desire, not even a little bit, to go back. When I think about pornography, I'm like, ew. <laughs> That's exactly what I think about now. But before, I was watching that every day. But there are some other things that I even probably didn't think that there were issues in my heart that Christ started digging into my heart to correct and fix. Because in my heart, in our hearts, they are evil in a lot of places. Some of the evil, we even consider them good. Every single one of us. And even till today, I know Christ is still working on me. The other two points that I gave about checking your treasure in your heart and also protecting your heart, how do you think you're going to do that effectively? The two tips that I gave, you literally can do something about them without being a Christian. But the truth is that you really don't do anything because evil really don't leave <laughs> your heart. As long as you have that heart, they are not really leaving. You can change some behaviors for sure. But I promise you, evil is not going nowhere. Only way evil leaves your heart is if God gives you a new heart. And when I, when I talk about treasure, you know, I talk about being radical. Yeah, where are you going to get the strength to be radical? Some people can go to therapy, all of these things, their help, of course. But you have to understand that all of these evil things attracts evil spirits, okay? When you go out and you cheat on your wife, there are evil spirits that influence your life. When you go out there and you become a drug addict, there are demons that, that are there for that. There are demons for alcohol. There are demons for pornography. Again, even if you don't believe in evil spirits or spiritual things, it doesn't matter. They don't care about your belief. They will influence your life and they're already doing it. Maybe they are the ones who are making you not believe in them, by the way. 
these demons exist. And every evil that you can think of, there is a demon for that evil, evil thing. There is a spirit for every evil thing. So if you were watching pornography, okay, and there is a demon now, because when you do something like that, you open the door for the demon. So the demon is in your life, even if you don't feel nothing. Bro, they are there. I know what I'm talking about. I lived it. And I, again, <laughs> be watching out for that pornography episode. It's going to be crazy. If you have a spirit, if you, whatever you were doing, or you were a drug addict, you were a drug dealer even, you loved money. There are even demons for money. Okay, for those who love and worship money, there are demons in your heart that will influence you. So if you had a demon in your heart and now you understand that you have your treasure in the wrong place and you want to get rid of it, how are you going to get rid of the demon? Because the demon only obeys one name, Jesus' name. Evil spirits only obeys Jesus' name. That's it. There is no other name, only the name of Jesus. If you don't chase a demon out of your life in the name of Jesus, even if he stays quiet, trust me, he's not going nowhere. Demons only fear Jesus, period. Nobody else. This is why we need Jesus. This is why this third tip is the most effective way ever to protect your heart and to make sure that you have the good priority. And even all the other tips that I didn't talk about today, all of those tips will be effective under Jesus because Jesus will give you a new heart. He will deal with any evil spirits if they are there who influenced your life because of an evil thing that you were doing in the heart. And if you don't have Christ, trust me, evil spirits are influencing your life, whether or not you are aware, whether or not you believe it. It's happening. And actually, you see signs of it. But since you are not aware, you are not conscious, you cannot discern these things. You don't even see them, but they happen. Sometimes you see them, but you're not conscious. Christ will give you discernment because if you have Christ, if you don't have Christ, how are you going to discern which books to read and which books to avoid? How are you going to discern which music that you should listen to, which music you should avoid? How are you going to discern which conversation that you're supposed to have, which one to avoid? How are you going to discern the thoughts that are coming into your mind, the speech that you listen to? How do you know? Even preachers, okay? There are false preachers out there. How do you discern that this preacher is preaching false things? Without Christ, you can't know. All right. And here are three things, three benefits real quick that happens to you when you give your life to Christ and when you let him drive your heart. Number one, he gives you a new heart. Like I've been saying, you get a new heart. What does that mean? You are forgiven, forgiven. You have wisdom. You have knowledge. You become a ch child of God. You become a new creature, a new person. All of that good things happens. Second benefit. Christ gives you strength and power, the strength to be radical and the power in his name to move out any evil spirit that's influencing your life. And the third benefit of having Christ, he gives you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit helps you have discernment. You will discern what you're going to read, what to watch, what to listen to, what conversation to have, all of that. How are you going to discern even an evil spirit that can talk to you? How can you discern that this is God or this is the devil? the Holy Spirit is going to be in you to help you discern this. And again, all of these things, they are not theories. I want you guys to understand one thing. We are not Christians just by faith. Christians all over the earth don't just believe in God by faith and there is nothing else that comes after that. Faith comes first for sure. But 
after faith, God gives all the proof needed for everything that I just talked about. Okay? The Bible says that faith produces works. And what does that mean? It also means that if you have faith, you are going to have some uh, consequences of the faith. So if you have faith in God, there are some things that will manifest, spiritual things. And I know in your life, you can relate to, if not all, many of the things that we talked about today. You know they're happening to your life. This is what this podcast show, I'm talking about the common sense heart, the things that happens to your heart that you already know. You probably don't have an explanation for them. You probably don't understand them. You probably ignore them, but you see them. You, you see these things. We all, all of these things that I talk about, some of them may, may be new to you, but I know a lot of them, you already knew some of them. You already have had an idea about them, but what are you doing about them? 2 Corinthians 3.16 says this, Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. You know why it's kind of hard sometimes to understand the things that are in your heart? There is a veil on your heart. There is a veil in your heart, on your heart, in front of your eyes, preventing you from seeing things, from seeing the things that are in front of you. Your nose is right in front of you. You don't see it every day. But you can see it if you focus. But the Bible says that if you turn to God, the veil will be taken away and you will see. All of these things that I talk about here, you can see them, but you only can see them through Christ. Because as long as you don't have Christ, you can't win against the evil spirits out here. The demons out here are already, they already put a blanket on your heart, on your eyes. You can't see. They, they manipulate your mind. They manipulate your emotions already. They are manipulating your conscience and that's leading you to exercise your will in a way to favor them. These things are already happening to you. But you can only see it clearly if you turn to the Lord, all right? So what are you going to do about this? I gave you three tips and you can do these things today. The goal of this podcast is to give you information, but you get to make the decision. And I only ask you to be honest to yourself, not to me, not to us, to yourself for your own good. Everything I talked about here will impact you. Whatever decision you make is about you, not about me. So think about you. What are you going to do? Don't think about your friends. Don't think about what your friends are going to think about you. Think about you. It's your life. What are you going to do about all of these things? Are you just going to ignore them if you've been ignoring them? Or are you going to delay them if that's what you've been doing? Or are you right now going to decide to do something about it? If you want to take care of your heart more effectively, give your life to Christ right now, today. He will give you a new heart, give you power, give you strength, give you discernment. I want to end it here and I want you to make a decision. Act, be honest to yourself and be blessed. Ciao.